price isn't the factor. This is what I try to tell people. It's just the block in their head. Does that make sense? They will buy better quality, but the block in people's head right now is, I don't know if I can afford this. So you have to get beyond the block in their head in order to deliver on what they really want, which could be friction, like uh, make it easy for me. It could be high quality. Uh, it could be, I want to work with the best chiropractors. Like, I don't know. But I do know across the board, the block in the head of the patient or the consumer right now is based on price. Understand that price is number one right now. What's up, everybody? James here, producer of the None of Your Business podcast. It is always my pleasure to be a part of this great show, working with Dr. Sean Dill and Dr. Lacey Book. And in this episode, they bring on Philip Stutz of Win Big Media. This guy is very impressive. He brought some pure gold some insights, some strategies of how you as a business owner could take this new economy and use it to your advantage. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest, Philip Stutz. Hey, Philip, <laughs> welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. Guys, can y'all, oh, there I am. Look at me. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> uh, man, I'm super excited to be here and uh, uh, just love what you guys are putting out there. I love how much value you bring to your followers and your insiders and uh Man, let's jump into this. Let's go help them. I'm excited. Well, I don't know if this is the right starting point, and you feel free to just like not even answer this question, but I'm going to tell you one of the things that I've been saying because it kind of actually does tie in this idea of the politics and the business. I noticed that, you know, politics, hot topic, everybody's, you know, supercharged. We're, we're, we're right on the eve of an election, and everybody's supercharged about their political stance. But I'm telling everybody, listen, your guy may not win and you need to have a plan in place for your business in case your guy because everybody thinks that their guy is going to win of course but what if your guy doesn't win right and how will that impact your business of course we have covid to layer on top of that but covid's there regardless, regardless. of which guy wins so what are what are some of the things that you are seeing that we need to be aware of on the surface and then we can dive deep from there um, that are going to have a massive impact on the way that we do business going forward all right i gotta ask for clarification <laughs> Are you asking for what am I seeing in the political world or what am I seeing in the consumer data world? I'm having to go in the consumer data world. But but what I'm what I and and I will ask you what you're seeing in the political world. But (laughs) what what I what I'm seeing is that the politics is going to affect the consumer data. world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a great point. Um, I look there there we have um, we're on a collision course right now, guys. Um, I've said this, I've written about it. I to my, uh, I have a subscriber list that I write to every two weeks about the data that we're seeing. And a couple of weeks ago, I wrote about like, not only did you have COVID, uh, which was a life altering event, then you had, uh, the protests and the black lives matter movement, which was also a life altering event, 
politics and business, right? And now we have election day and that's a third life altering event that we never, I, I can't remember. I mean, we've had a financial crisis, another life altering. So we've had so many factors play, come into play. Politics is absolutely one of them. I, I mean, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm a little bit of a pessimist, but I believe that uh, November 3rd is a reckoning day. I think whether Trump wins or whether Biden wins, um, I think you're going to see states around the country begin to make movements uh, to potentially even secede from the union. I think if Trump wins, you could see a state that's so democratic like California, Oregon, attempt it. I think if uh, Biden wins, you could see states like Mississippi or Alabama attempt it because they're so their legislatures are so uh, over, you know, there's so much uh, Republicans in their state. So and that's kind of scary because it'd be, you know, really scary to see this state and that much term on this country and that much turmoil. Um, you know, and people say, no, Biden's going to win. He's going to bring civility back. I mean, I, I've just been in this game long enough, right? If Biden wins, uh, the Republicans are going to be mad. And then when he doesn't do everything that the Democrats want him or the liberal base of the Democrats, they're going to go crazy. And we're just in a crazy world. There's nothing that's going to calm anything down. In fact, Mark Cuban did say to me recently, I really hope Biden wins because I believe that that'll help uh, bring our country together. And I'm like, are you crazy? Nothing's going to bring us together. Like, it is not going to happen. We're too bifurcated, right and left, one way or the other. It's, it's, uh, it's a very weird, strange moment as it pertains to consumers. You were, you know, so let me, if it's all right with you guys, I'll give you everybody a little background of where I'm coming from, because I think it's really interesting. And I think you're going to be able to apply it to your business when I get to this conclusion. But I think you got to have a little context. Um, I come, uh, I have a partnership with the largest data collection analytics and AI company in America. Um, and what we're able to do is, uh, let me just say, we have 200 million plus American consumers in our database, 550 million plus connected devices. We are tracking 10 billion with a B, 10 billion search uh, excuse me, 10 billion purchasing decisions daily and 1 trillion searches daily. Okay. There's nobody in America that has looked at consumer data since the uh, pandemic began uh, more than we have. Um, and we have put out these free reports on the consumer market. Um, and you guys can download this all for free. We've put them out every single month. You can see how the economy changed. We made predictions. Those predictions made a lot of business owners a lot of money. Uh, you can go to winbigmedia.com, uh, click on the COVID-19 research tab, and you can you, not only can you get the data for free, uh, you get my Cliff's notes for free because they're, that, that's under it. So if you don't want to read all the data, you can read my analysis of the data. And the reason I tell you that is because we don't live in a new normal anymore. In fact, I hate that, that terminology. There is no normal. It's all new. And every month, things have changed. What we were working on with clients, so I run a full service marketing agency. And the first thing we do with that agency is we look at their customer, their consumer, in your case, the patient data to understand how those people think, how they feel, what they're worried about, how to message to them, what their values are in life, what platforms they're on, like social media platforms on. In a chronological order, I can tell all of that. And so we had to go in there and figure out what was happening with the economy. Well, something crazy happened, guys. Listen, uh, what worked in February and had worked for the previous 10 years and every marketing campaign that I had worked on uh, had completely fallen off the map. 
It didn't work anymore. The only things that really worked were what we were finding the data. In the first months of March, April, and May, there were three messages that were crushing for our clients. Uh, we pos repositioned all of our clients at that moment. They doubled down on their marketing campaigns, on their ad campaigns, and some of them doubled their business. And the reason they did was because we focused the message on helping others. We kept seeing in the data that uh, the consumer was more concerned about their family's health than they were their own health, right? We saw that they were worried about safety. So we had to position all of our clients around how the product or service helps others. We had to, uh, we had to position those same companies around how their product or service was around safety. It was going to keep their family safe or whatever it was. And, um, and really, we saw that, right? More than anything else, it was just helping others and safety more than anything else, right? And so, for example, we worked with a national pest control company. And we positioned them around, instead of seasonal bug ads like we always do, we positioned them around, hey, you're in your home, your home uh, is your, you know, this is back in, during quarantine. But we found out like, hey, you're in your home, you're eating every meal in your home, bugs and rodents are coming around, you have to keep immunity in your home. The last thing you need to cut in your budget is pest control services. Our technicians will wear masks, face guards, gloves. We'll make sure your pets are out of the house. We'll do whatever it takes to make sure you and your family are safe. And so that – and, and there was a third factor, which was also trust. We had to build trust. So it was trust, safety, and helping others. Well, all of those messages crushed, right? And so we saw that until about the end of May. The economy started opening back up and the messaging sort of flipped again. Helping others, people went back to not helping others anymore. They're all living for themselves again. They're all out spending their government checks and trying to get out a little bit in the summertime, right? And we saw safety just rise to the top in everything we were seeing. Um, and trust is inherent in safety, so it was kind of trust and safety. And that worked until sort of that second spike. but And then it, things just kept evolving. And so let me tell you what we have now. But before I do, just understand that every month things have changed. And for the clients that we work with in marketing your business, you need to understand that if you're not on top of what's going on every single month in the, in the customer base, in the patient base, how they look at your business, how they perceive you in this moment, then you're leaving money on the table, right? And I'm telling you this because you can go look at this data for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, and so we just put out our latest data reports, our eighth report, uh, national report on the economy and how consumers are looking at the economy. We've also done two reports on Black Lives Matter and protest culture. Um, and so we've done 10 total studies so far. We have a ninth one that will come out in a couple of weeks, and I'll put it out publicly at that point. But what we found now is a little bit different than what I, the story I just told you. The one that I'm putting out now, and pay attention to this, is that what we're seeing converting people more than anything else right now, it's not safety, it's not trust, and it's not helping others. It's price, number one. And number two, it's friction to transaction. And number three, people are making purchasing decisions or investing in their own health uh, based on need, not want. So I'll break all of those down. Uh, Sean and Lacey, you guys tell me uh, if, how you want me to do it, and I'll walk through those. Ooh, I got you. There you go. Yeah, first of all, based off of your previous advice for us, I wanted to share with you that one of the initiatives that we've sort of launched into um, 
the Black Diamond Club was the idea of benevolence based off of this helping others theme. And so many of our members, what they did is they went into small businesses and would open up a $100 tab and uh, invite through social media people to come in. And it's done wonders for building their community. That's awesome. They also built trust. It was phenomenal. And then now hearing how this messaging has changed, um, super excited to dive in. And plus that, for all of our Black Diamond Club members, um, when we wrap up the None of Your Business podcast, we're going to go deep because Philip has brought along some very particular insights, particularly because Lacey and I are chiropractors inside of the chiropractic profession. But I believe once you hear it, you'll be able to apply it into any field that you're working in. Um, but let's, one of the things that really caught my ear was this friction to transactions. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. Tell oh, us yeah. about that. Let's start yeah. there. So, again, there are three factors. That's one of them, right? Price, friction to transaction, and need versus want. Um, all right, friction to transaction. All right, we have now spent nine months, right, in this online world, right? The last sector of consumers which is going to be very analogous, I can't say the word, the analogy is very close to your patient base, is older Americans have basically finally quit fighting the online economy. Um, They are ordering groceries online. They are making appointments online. These are all the things that they would not do, and no matter what happened, they wouldn't change. They wouldn't change their behaviors. Well, they've changed their behaviors, and we know that it takes, I don't know, something like three weeks to get someone to sort of change their behavior, and it ingrains the behavior. After 90 days, it ingrains the behavior forever, so now we're way beyond that, right? And what we now know is that older Americans are have kind of met with the younger Americans, and they were all all of these consumers are now telling businesses, "You bet, if I'm going to come online, and I'm going to make an appointment, or I'm going to be pro- buying for your case, I don't know, supplements or products within your business, it better be easy." For me, or I'll never come again. Uh, CompuWare has a statistic out right now: 88% of all consumers—that's including patients, right? All consumer, American consumers, right now, uh, if they have one bad experience on your website, will never return to your website again. Now, I would tell you that. Just put the common sense meter in your head. How many times have you been on your phone? And you go, oh, I want, oh, look, there's a shirt I want to buy. And you go to the website and it's clunky. And you click out of it and you never go again. That's what I'm talking about. That is absolutely entrenched in the new world that we're living in right now. And so if you don't have a very easy uh, web, you know, let's say brand, uh, online brand that makes it incredibly easy for the customer, patient, whatever, to come on, get what they need, and get out, make an appointment, buy a product or service, or to just, you know, maybe it is, maybe it's all appointment-based, whatever it is. They've been trained. It, they're ready to go. They're teed up. The, the consumer base is teed up. And if it isn't made easy, that is a massive detriment to your business. Uh, I'm going to go to two examples on those three factors I gave you, two examples uh, with Amazon. The first one is friction to transaction. Why do we love Amazon so much? Why has Amazon grown even more in this new economy? Because it's two clicks and you're out. That's it. 
You know, like, oh, it's it takes me two seconds to buy something. It's so easy. You better make your brand. You better make your your if it if, if like I consider it e-commerce, even if you don't think you're e-commerce. But if you're selling online, if you're making appointments online, you better make it easy, or you're going to lose that customer forever. So that's number one. That's friction to transaction. So one I'm of good. the things you said earlier was earlier. that you hated the terminology "new normal," and I think a lot of people resonate with that. They don't love that term. And you said everything is new. And that actually really hit me because that's the truth. We're seeing that. And now with the changing behaviors that you're seeing with the consumers, those marketing strategies that you said for worked for 10 years, do you foresee those coming back? Or do you think everything's going to be new and we're going to completely have to change the game of marketing moving forward and not revert back to those old strategies? Uh, such a good question. So um, I just spoke to, I did one of these virtual, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm used to giving the speeches on stage and now I'm doing virtual speeches, right? right. <laughs> uh, I, got, I spoke to a thousand financial advisors uh, last week and they kept going, no, we'll go back to the old economy as soon as we get a vaccine. And I'm like, are you crazy? No, we're not. This is what happened in the bull market from 2009 until 2020, we're not going back. It's over. We, we don't know what normal is going to look like. And we may not know for another 12 months. Um, and Because I think you've got to have a, a, either a new president there or see where Trump goes out if he wins. And then you're going to have to see a vaccine. You're going to have to see how it's distributed. Um, people are going to have PTSD over this. People are going to be reluctant to travel. People are going to be scared to come out of their homes, even when this thing's over. Um, you're going to see other people that are just blasting off like a rocket ship to come out. So I, we don't know how all the behaviors are going to come out. I do know this, and this goes back to what you just asked, Lacey. Um, the old economy was based on a few factors, and I marketed uh, our clients to those factors for years. They were uh, significance. They were, they were based on status. So, you know, I, the great example I like to use is the, uh, the Instagram influencer, right? That influencer that literally traveled the world, took pictures of maybe, you know, just in a small bathing suit, swimsuit, um, and said, look at my, you know, rear end and, uh, pay me ten thousand dollars to promote your you know your your bikini line and you know that was like you can't I hope no one's laughing because that was a real economy like people were making hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars being these Instagram influencers that is uh, like that's the extreme example but the point is is that what they were doing was marketing to consumers and saying, look at me, if you buy this bikini, if you buy this watch I have on, if you do whatever, you can be like me. You can be an influencer. You can be important. It was all based on status and significance. Like we saw this over again. It was based on money. Hey, look how rich I am. Look how great I am. All this stuff. And that literally, like I never seen anything like this. When we were looking at the data between January and March, that completely fell off the cliff. If you marketed that your business that way, you were in deep, 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 deep trouble. Um, in fact, we uh, had analyzed over, it was 4,888 consumers, and we interviewed them in January. Unbeknownst to us, 
uh, that the pandemic was re was going to be what it was. We actually went back and interviewed every single one of them in March, and the data we came out with, and again, it's uh, available at, at um, on our on our company's website. <clears throat> um, under the March report. But basically, we saw for the first time ever all of these factors that we could sell in the past status, significance, uh, sort of that look at me culture had come, like no one wanted to see that anymore. People were in their homes. People had, uh, uh, you know, family members that were in the hospital or getting COVID. They didn't want to see somebody bragging about how great their life was. Um, I, you know, and a, a more basic example is we have a, a friend of mine who's a business owner. He laid off. I don't know, 50% of his company in April. And uh, a couple weeks later, he was on a boat and he and his wife were taking pictures saying, living the best coronavirus life, right? So tone deaf. Like, you don't do that. Like, people don't want to see that right now. Like, that people are hurting, right? That was in April and May and, and all that, right? You've seen that ease a little bit, but the travel restrictions has also stunted a lot of that because people use that status and significance to show you how great their life was because they were doing all these great things and people just can't do that anymore. So really, this kind of goes back to those original themes. I just think a good business practice is to help others build trust and provide safety. And if you can market it that way, you're never going to lose. It just happens to be heightened in the moment because people are scared. So let's um, let's jump to price. So with price, um, one of the things that I know that a lot of our members sort of struggle with is that their positioning is our, our stereotypical member is going to be someone that's usually positioned in the higher um, price pointing, more like the luxury brand type price pointing. But um, obviously with a struggling economy, um, with right now, as we're speaking, we don't have a new stimulus deal done. Uh, a lot of the um, money's starting to dry up and I can understand why price becomes an issue, but I would be very interested to hear from your perspective and what you're seeing, um, how, how it's an issue. And are you saying just simply, we need to be the lowest price? No, I wouldn't say to be the lowest price. Here's where we're seeing price. So, um, when we worked with a national furniture company and all this actually is going to be very impactful for what you're listening to even though it's not in your industry we all learn through metaphors so hear this out um they when we were positioning them a year ago the what we found in their consumer data was that the consumers saw let's say the word discount is cheap like they didn't want to have anything to do with anybody that was discounting things that looked dirty and cheap um, but when we, and we found in the data that their customer base bundled a lot of services, we could tell that they bundled, uh, their TV and phone and all this, and they had an older consumer base that was buying from them. And so we went to them and said, the consumer wants a wants to save money, but they want to feel smart before they save money. So by bundling, bundling services, that message crushed for them because the, the consumer is like, Ooh, if I, you know, if I buy this sofa and buy this bed, then I'm going to save money. Like I can bundle my purchase and then I get, I can save money. It makes them feel smart. Uh, that was a year ago. All right. No one cares about that now. Like, you know, like, so, I mean, people do, you can still, um, message that way but what's actually come back into favor is discounts what we're saying across the board is that consumers are buying for need not want we'll get into that next but the fact is is that they say do i need this 
and if I need it, um, I'm going to look at the menu of options, who's going to give me the best price. So what I've told business owners and the way we've positioned certain companies we work with is we try to establish what their lifetime value is for a customer or you know, for you guys, a patient. What's that lifetime value, right? Let's say that lifetime value on average is $1,000. If you can get that person in the door with a great offer, that's what you've got to focus on right now more than anything else. Uh, because your competitors are out there. Everybody's trying to undercut each other in the marketplace. And so I'm looking at this and saying, if you can, it's it's not, it, look, price isn't the factor. This is what I try to tell people. It's just the block in their head. Does that make sense? Like, it's not, like, they will buy better quality but the block in people's head right now is i don't know if i can afford this so you have to get beyond the block in their head in order to deliver on what they really want which could be friction like uh, make it easy for me it could be high quality uh it could be i want to work with the best chiropractors like i don't know like every you know i'd have to look at individual consumer markets to know but i do know across the board the block in the head of the patient or the consumer right now is based on price number one and if you can just get beyond that by being competitive with everybody else then like my one of my mentors a guy named keith cunningham says then what's the difference that makes the difference that's where quality comes in that's where a great brand comes in that's when you work with high level uh, groups or high-level chiropractor groups like you guys, like that's where that comes in. But price is literally, you know, you always try to like, what do I have to do to get that sale? What do I have to do to remove the block? Understand that price is number one right now. And hey, people like Jay Abraham, uh, James Altucher, Mark Cuban, they're all on board with Philip. I mean, mm -hmm. Philip's talking to them. Um, if you follow any of them, you probably have seen seen Philip's work um, in the content that they're putting out. I saw the piece with James Altucher. Um, everybody is fascinated by this. This is absolutely critical information. You can make a misstep right now, like maybe not as big as the, the gentleman on the boat, but you can make a misstep right now that could be extremely costly. Well, the misstep could just be using old marketing strategies. Right. It could yeah. be that, but it could be not understanding what's going on. Yeah. Let's um, let's wrap up the the, BD, the the none of your business portion of the podcast here by looking at need versus want. I mean, I mean, I think that for the people that we work with, that's probably that's an ongoing thing, because right. do people see the services that we provide as a necessity or is it just this luxury thing that that, you know, they that they're going to um what are we seeing in the consumer data and how should we be addressing that? Man, you just you just nailed it, Sean. That's exactly what it is, especially for the chiropractic industry. Uh, people are looking that making that decision, that block is price, because the first question in their head is, do I need this? A year ago, people, we all wanted everything. Hey, want to go to a chiropractor? Sure. Want a boat? Sure. Want some jewelry? Want to take that trip? Sure. We wanted those things and we did them. All the, everything's changed on that front, right? The first thing that people are doing right now, the majority, I, I think, all right, so I'm going to tell you the 72 in our data. And you, again, you can go look at our, it's called the wave eight data. 72.3% of Americans feel that they are struggling to pay for 
uh, daily necessities or just getting by, 72.3%. There's the other 27.7%. That's exploding, making money, doing great, not worried about a thing. This is indicative of what you see in the stock market right now. So my thing is, ooh, what happens if the stock market tumbles, right? Like the people, like where do we go there? Is it 90-10 in that struggling versus uh, abundance mindset, right? But when you have people, 72.3% of the American consumer is struggling to pay bills or just getting by. They are only looking at you as a necessity. That's it. If you think they're looking for anything else, if you're trying to sell a bunch of uh, bells and whistles right now, uh, I'm telling you that's just not what ends in the head of the American consumer. What's in the head of the American consumer is do I need this? And frankly, the chiropractic industry has an incredible sale on need. It's never been more important for what you guys do to help people stay healthy, uh, have a high immunity. Um, that it's never been more important. I would frame it as, you know, exactly the way I'm putting it right now. Like, uh, we all need these things. We need to be healthier. We need to have more flexibility. We need to have movement. We've got to live better lives. Our health is our number one issue. If you don't invest in your health, then what are you going to invest in? It is absolutely in need. And I would be desperate in selling, not desperate in selling, but I would be absolutely all in on selling need right now um, and convincing the consumer or the patient that they absolutely have to have this. This is something they cannot cut in this moment. Uh, we work with an organic food company, or, uh, organic food and product company. They sell soaps and deodorants and things like that. And what we ended up doing was hyper-targeting into high COVID uh, marketplaces. So uh, in March and April and May, we were targeting their ads in New York. Um, but we did some A-B testing. So we went into some markets that didn't have a lot of COVID. We went into some markets that had a lot of COVID. And what we ended up having was uh, that message sort of based on helping others trust safety. But we really positioned on need. Like it's organic you know, products and foods, you must, you know, you, you have to use organic products. You can't be eating or putting things in your body with chemicals in it, pesticides. Like we were, we were blatant about it. Okay. Don't be shy here. We were blatant about it. We ended up increasing the sales of that company by 2.3 X over the previous ads we ran before COVID, which they were crushing their business on because we targeted the right places. We targeted the right people. We have the right message and we really honed in on need, not want like organic products and services and, or, you know, organic products and food. It should be a want. It's expensive. It's not cheap. People are cutting budgets. You wouldn't think that they would go with the more expensive, but we positioned it the right place because the data told us this, and the data was all based on uh, what you know what they cared about. We tracked their movements online. We were monitoring their searches based on IP address. So we knew what they wanted, and we just delivered it to them. Wow. Pure gold. I mean, I'm just looking at, I mean, so if you're listening to the None of Your Business podcast, this is broadcasting live in BDC and, and the comments. People are absolutely loving this. I think this is a good place actually to stop the None of Your Business podcast. And what we're going to do, because look, for our Black Diamond Club members, if you're not a member of Black Diamond Club, just go to www.blackdiamondclub.com. You get all of the rest of all of the interviews where all of our special guests drop 
absolute, pure, actionable content. And here's what Philip did is knowing he was coming on, he went and got some data with respect to, again, because we're chiropractors, chiropractic um prospects, how they think, how they act. So we're going to jump over into the Black Diamond Club and we're going to talk about that. And not only that, I'm going to ask Philip who he thinks is going to win the election. But we're going to do that in the private Black Diamond Club group. If you're watching or listening to the None of Your Business podcast, thank you so much. Be sure that you like subscribe and leave us a review for the podcast share this with your friends we always have amazing special guests just like philip stutz where you can learn how to reach more people make a bigger impact and to create the lifestyle that you deserve if you're in black diamond club don't go away we're going to continue the conversation there